0: You're tuned in to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, ToddCoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconato. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. So thankful that you're here. And we are going to talk about today. How a Christian in the middle of all the craziness in our world, all the crazy, very egregious headlines, all the, you know, the, for lack of a better word, injustice, not like the left. But I'm I'm not talking about social justice warriors here. I'm talking about the, the real injustice that we're seeing out there. Christian persecution is on the rise. Religious liberty is under attack. Our Constitution is under attack here in the United States. We're seeing in the Western world very, very scary things happening, overreach of government during the COVID era, a continued infringement on our constitutional rights, and uh, an obvious plan of the leftists to take away our freedoms, take away our guns at some point. That's what they would love to do if they could. Uh, Our Second Amendment, our First Amendment, our freedom of speech, our freedom to assemble Uh, has been under attack over the last many years when the churches were shut down during COVID and they didn't want to let pastors have service in person where people could lay hands on the sick, uh, where people could listen to the scripture that says, do not forsake the assembly together of the brethren. There were several pastors that were targeted legally, even arrested. Their power was shut off. They were um, fined by local municipalities, uh, by local tyrants and state tyrants and governors. So we're coming out of that era. So it's been a very polarizing era, okay? It's, it's been a, a time when if you are a spiritually astute watchman, if you are a real authentic Christian that actually is a follower of Christ that obeys the word of God to the best of your ability, you have a daily prayer life, you have a relationship with the Lord where you converse on a regular basis with the Lord, then you are definitely probably feeling what I'm feeling. I mean, you know, maybe not to the extent because I see a lot of different things. I talk to a lot of different people. Uh, some of you maybe are more, more concerned than I am. I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. I'm very aware of what's going on. I'm aware of the bricks. I'm aware of the, um, you know, the, the the fact that they're trying to bring in a digital currency and that's well underway. I'm, I'm aware of uh, the One World Global Government agenda. I'm aware of Davos Group and all the things that they're trying to put together in in. In, in accordance to that. Um, I'm a very, very well-read person. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that. So why am I going to say what I'm going to say right now? Because I think some Christians have taken it to a place where they just live in this place, and it's taken away your joy. It's taken away your life because you're so concerned. And listen, I have that urgency. If, if you want to know somebody, I am not one of these preachers that's out here telling you everything's going to be, you know, amazing, and there's no issues, and we have no problems, and everything's just going to be great. I'm not telling you that. I, I, I'm, I'm the guy that came and said, "Hey, there is no plan." You know, uh, people think the military is in control. That's not actually happening. Um, you know, I would love it if it was. Uh, I would be the first one to jump up and down and 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 be so excited if if all those plans and every prophetic word that many of these people are giving, saying everything's just going to be great. I would love that. I would be so happy if those things were true. But I have not heard that from the Lord. Now, what I have heard from the Lord is that we're going to see a great move of God, unlike anything we've ever seen. I believe that's already started. Uh, What I have heard from the Lord is there's going to be a tremendous end time harvest of souls. And I think that's already begun. But I also think many people are deceived right now. I think many people are following false teachers and false prophets and all different types of things. and, And that all concerns me because there's literally such a, a variance of views, even in the Patriot and Christian community of people that there's some that just think everything's going to be great. We're about to see the and just Sarah and you know, the, the, the financial system is going to be backed by gold. Everything's going to be great. It's going to be restored. The military's in control. President Trump is actually the president. I mean, you know, there, there's that view. And then there's the people that say total destruction is headed our way. We're about to go to a third world war. Uh, China is flexing its muscles. Um, you know, they're they're encroaching upon a possible invasion in Taiwan in the near future, maybe before 2025. Um, so you have a lot of different views. Some of them are intersecting, even within our community. And so what happens is a lot of people are fighting, they're infighting, they're bickering on social media, regardless of what you believe. Okay, here's the, here's the best place, and this is what we're going to talk about today, the best place that you can live spiritually is to trust in the Lord with all your heart, to lean not on your own understanding in all your ways to acknowledge him and he will direct your path. We've got to remember what God instructs us to do. In Philippians 4, 8, it says this, whatever things are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think about these things. Why did Paul write that to the church of Philippi, to the Philippians? Why? Why did he write what he wrote? Because there was just, you know, probably as many things, different things, but as many concerning things to the early Christians of that hour with with Rome and persecution that was looming and, uh, you know, a lot of things were developing at that time. It was a different time but they had their own challenges. Now, of course, I do believe the hour is much later now. I do believe there's a rise in the spirit of Antichrist in our world. I think that uh, Christians are definitely the target, Uh, but they were the target back then. If you remember Paul, Paul was targeted. And Christ said, look, you're going to be targeted just like me. If you're a Christian and you're a true Christian, yeah, you're going to be a target. And and there's going to be challenges in this world. He says, but take heed. I have overcome the world. That's why we're in it, but we're not of it. So where is the healthy balance? Because I think that what's happened is some people have, have gotten what I call a critical spirit. What is a critical spirit, Pastor Todd? Well, because you're disenfranchised or uh, very, very grieved by so many things, including corruption in the church, uh, you may have been hurt in the church yourself. So there's there's a whole litany of things that are going through your mind And they're all kind of cascading and combining. And so it can be overwhelming for the believer to try to navigate what I call a spiritual minefield in this hour. But we must do it with balance and we must do it with the prompting and unction of the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's so important that we personally hear the voice of the Lord. Because if we only hear what others are saying, we're gonna be very confused. We're gonna be running to and fro and there's gonna be a spirit of confusion And I think what's happening is this critical spirit is many people are just done with all the corruption. They're so sick of seeing so many egregious things. They know there's corruption in the, in the church and maybe they've had their own personal taste of, you know, injustice in the church or corruption or somebody took advantage of them or who knows, you know? And so what's happening is now they're painting with a broad brush that everything is corrupt, that everybody's bad. And you'll you'll find something that most people would think. How can you even find something bad in that? Like for instance, what happened up in Asbury University up there uh, at the at the theological seminary where those kids were on their faces and crying out to God and experiencing a move of the Holy Spirit, and you would see detractors online that were saying this is not real, this is false, this is fake, and and there's a whole uh, peanut gallery of those types of people. Well, I'm just going to tell you, as somebody that has a broadcast. Almost every time I do anything or say anything, there are people that will come against what I'm saying. I could say something directly from the Bible, and they will say somehow I got it wrong. Or they will say something about my character, or they'll hit me with a with a, with a a cheap shot. And this is, you know, this is what's going on. So what we're going to talk about today, and I think it's going to help you, is not to have a critical spirit but to actually find joy and peace in the middle of the storms of life and what's going on in our world. And we can actually be like the Apostle Paul instructs us to be and do what the Apostle Paul instructs us to do by thinking about what's true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and of good report. And we can be about the Lord's business in the middle of a very chaotic time in our world. Does that sound good to you? Is that something you're open to? So it's not that we are escapists or that we don't um, acknowledge the many egregious things. I am very, very open and very supportive of Christians that get involved in politics that get involved in all segments of societies. I think we're, we're called to occupy. Uh, we, we support people at the Religious Liberty Coalition uh, to make sure that those that are standing for freedom and our rights are not under unjust attack. Um, you know, we circle the wagons and so I'm very active. And so I'm not the guy that's like just stay out of everything, don't get involved, just be talking about, you know, really good things and positive things. That's not who I am, obviously. If you've been listening for a while, you know that. But I think there's also a balance though. And what I think that we have to be careful is that we can go the other extreme and literally start to be mean-spirited and angry and bitter because of what's going on out there. So, let's have this conversation today how not to be bitter, how not to be critical, how to walk in the joy and the peace that passes understanding. If you can do that, you're gonna find such a such a just a rest in the Lord, a peace in the Lord. Pastor Todd.org is the website, pastor and we will be right back with the Todd Coconato Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. So thankful that you're here. God is so good. I just want you to have the peace that passes understanding that the Word of God talks about. I don't want you to be stressed or having the anxiety. In fact, the Lord says, don't be anxious. Be anxious for nothing and all things in prayer and supplication, giving glory to God. God wants us to give him the glory. He wants us to be at peace. He wants us to find rest in him. You know, like, we're that tree that's planted by the water. As a deer panteth by the water, my soul longeth after thee. You know, that's, that's what he wants of us, to long after him, to hunger and thirst for righteousness. I want to make it clear, I'm not making fun of you. Uh, you know, I know in that first segment there, I was talking about different beliefs, and people get very, very touchy about those things. I'm not here to argue. Look, if you want to believe whatever you want to believe, that is up to you. We are uh, called to test the spirits and... All I'm going to tell you is make sure you believe the word of God. Make sure you do what the word of God says to do. You'll be set up for success if you do. That's the key. Uh, you know, make sure you're saved. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You don't want to be one of those people that, you know, when, you, when it comes to judgment day, God says, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You don't want to be that person. Uh, you want to be the one that the Lord knows. And you do that by having a personal daily relationship with the Lord, a active prayer life, You get into the word because faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. So you get into the word, you have an active prayer life, you know the word, you hide it in your heart and you're going to be okay. No matter what you're going through, you're going to be okay. And if you want to believe different things outside of that, that doesn't conflict with our belief in Jesus, you know, just some type of opinion, perhaps like what I was talking about where you want to believe the military is in control. I don't think that's going to stop you from going to heaven. But I do think it could cause you to be deceived in other areas if you really follow some of these people that are still pushing some of these things. So just be careful. Just be wise. Just be wise. But my concern is your soul. That's my concern. I don't want to argue with you over other things. It's, it's really not worth it to me because I just I care about you. I'm not here to sit here and get in a bunch of different bickers and arguments with you. I want you to be successful. I want you to be thriving. I want you to enjoy your life. You know, make sure that you're present in the moment. This was something I really had to learn when we started going all over the country and I was in hotels a lot and, you know, traveling just nonstop and I started missing my wife and my my daughter and my family and I was like, gosh, I just miss them and what I've learned in this all is to make sure I'm present in the moment, like turn off the phones, don't look at the screen, don't worry about the notification on Facebook, just when it's time to spend time with that family member that friend or that spouse or that girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever situation you're in in your life your parents your brother make sure that you take that time to be present and you, you unplug from social media in those times because that's important you gotta develop those relationships as much it's very very important you develop you know relationships with your spouse in order to have a good marriage or your son or your daughter or, or your siblings or you know people that are important in your life but I would say even more important but not much more important because I think family is very, very important, but God has to come first in all things. You always got to put God first, no matter what, before your job, even before your family. God comes before everything, but it doesn't mean that family is not important. I, I say family second. Family is very important. So it's God, then family, then everything else, you know, friends, job, you know, career, finances, whatever it is that you're dealing with, but you got to put God first because he's a jealous God, by the way. And if you make anything an idol before him, then he's going to, something's going to happen because he doesn't want you to have idols. So make sure you do that. Okay. Now this is where we can segue into some of the things because it's good to be awake. In fact, I get really annoyed at, at so many people that have their heads buried, that, that still believe in with the mainstream cor- corporate media, are feeding them, you know, the profits of bail of our modern day, and, and so they're still they're still living in the matrix, and so th- there's there's that group, and that's bad because uh, it doesn't it concern you that they don't even see all the clear and present danger that we're dealing with right now. I was just talking with somebody who was a um, you know a, a terrorist specialist. They worked on the on the terror uh, you know part of the NYPD. Um, I guess it's like uh, you know a division that handles terrorism and he was telling me that there's there's many cells in america there's there's chinese military right now in america now, there's many different things that could go very very wrong in fact i think the reason why we're still here and we haven't seen something catastrophic like another 911 or something even worse is because i believe that god is giving us this time to really make it about the harvest and to be about his business and so that's why it's important we don't fall into the traps of the enemy because, so we're the we're the people that are awake for the most part. If you're listening to this show, you're probably awake. Okay, so we're the awake people. That's good. It's good. I, I talk about being a watchman. It's important that we're watchmen. We need to be. We need to be engaged in these things. We need to go to the community meetings. We're Go to school board meetings. We got to be active and speak out and tell other people, wake them up. And but there's a problem when it becomes so consuming in your life. Then it's affecting your marriage. It's affecting your job. You're not doing your, your, your job. You're kind of just like coasting. You're not really working because you're so distracted by everything else. And so there has to be a healthy balance here. Okay. And I'm speaking to the remnant right now because there's some remnant people that I'm so happy you're awake and I'm so happy you have an urgency. And I'm so thankful that you see all the egregious things that are going on. But hey, Make sure you're still enjoying your life, my friend. Make sure you're still enjoying your family. Make sure you're still present. You can play ball with your child in the back. It's okay. You can you can have a Sunday picnic or go to the park or you know, you can you can get away on a little vacation if you're able. It's okay to enjoy your life. In fact, I may present this to you. This may be the best time of your life. You say, Well, it's not really a good time. I understand that, but you, you know. We never know what's ahead. I mean, think about what we had to walk through in COVID, right? Imagine something that was like twice as bad, or or a World War, or an economic collapse, or something that, you know where there's soup lines and uh, you know it, it gets like the Great Depression or worse. I mean, that's a hard time. Sometimes we think it's a hard time because we've had it pretty easy, and so we we say, "Oh my gosh, everything's so bad." But to somebody who's in the third world that doesn't even have clean drinking water, they would think your life is like, you're living like a king or a queen. So it's all all a a matter of perspective. And what's happened is some of us doing good, see, good can become bad. Something good, you started off doing something good. It's not a bad thing that you're doing, but what happened is it became an idol and then it does become a bad thing. So even the fact that you may, be awake and, and you're, you're outspoken and you're waking other people up and all good things, all these good things. But, but what happens when that takes precedent or more of your time and it becomes literally a distraction and that becomes a bigger deal than your walk with God, than your time in the presence of the Lord, than your time in the word. It's like, well, that's boring or that's old or that's what I used to do. But now I'm, I'm watching this one's video and this one. And so you're all engaged in all this stuff that's going on, but what happened to coming as a child, a childlike faith? What happened to trusting in the Lord? What happened to, you know, focusing on what's pure and holy and righteous? What happened to being about the Great Commission and what the Lord tells us to do? See, this is the problem. so some people have now, it's like a, it's kind of like a synchronism of another religion because it's become a religion. Honestly, some people are just really in all this stuff and they've, they've lost their focus on making sure like hey i'm i just want to make sure that i'm still serving god i'm doing the things i'm meant to do in my calling you see what i'm saying so we got to be careful don't be distracted don't be distracted by everything make sure that you enjoy your day and you enjoy your time so we're going to get into how to do that right when we come back pastor todd.org we'll right back All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you're here. We're talking about how to have your joy, peace, rest, even in the middle of all the craziness, not to get distracted and don't become a critical spirit. How do people become a critical spirit? I think there's a there's a process of what happens. Somewhere along the line, you were hurt. And again, it may have been a, a horrible thing that happened to you. And somebody asked me, they said, well, what do you do when you're hurt in the church? What do you do? You know, because some of these leaders are almost untouchable and they do something awful and it's like you barely can do anything. Well, there's a couple different routes. A lot of times I just say, you know what, bless them and move on and pray for them. And in most cases, you can do that. But there are some things that, first of all, if it's illegal, you got to make sure you report the person, okay? Uh, You can't let people get away with illegal things. If they're doing something illegal, you need to report it. You need to let people know what's going on. OK, now, if it's not illegal or it's not something that they're getting you know, legally in trouble for, or criminally in trouble for, but they have you, done you really dirty, you have options. I mean, you can you can try to speak with them. And if they ignore you or shun you or just basically block you or something like that, you can then go and publicly let people know, hey, this is what's going on. But I'm going to tell you something about that. Sometimes when you do that, even though you're on the right side, there will be people that demonize you for it. There'll be people that tell you that what you're doing is horrible and you're causing division and you're a bad person and you're not following the Bible, even though you are. Uh, so there'll be those people. And, uh, you know, look, if you have thick skin, you can just deal with it. But sometimes those people will really hurt you. And um, it sometimes is way worse when you come out and you do that because then you look like the accuser. So you got to really weigh it and you got to ask the Lord, is this something I meant to expose publicly? Is this something I meant to speak about or should I just pray about? It? I have a saying. It's called pick and choose your battles. You got to make sure you pick and You can't, not everything is our battle. Not every single battle is our battle. Although they they might be a righteous cause, are you really called to fight that battle? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm in several battles. And if I took on another battle and another battle, I would be overwhelmed. So I have to pick and choose my battle because otherwise you will be overwhelmed or you will be overrun because you simply can't take all the warfare that's involved. Now, I believe the Lord doesn't give us anything more than we can handle, but we also have to be wise in how we operate in all these things. And that requires a prayer life, and that requires inquiring of the Lord. But make sure you pick and choose your battles because not you don't have to. There's some people that feel like they have to talk about every single thing that's going on out there. You know, if there's a big topic, I got to weigh in. I got to weigh in. I got to weigh in. People want to know. Listen, especially if you're a public person, you have a pressure to do that. And for the most part, I do weigh in on a lot of different issues, okay? maybe too many sometimes. Let's just be honest, probably. But I've learned to take a lot more to prayer and to be a little slower to speak and to make sure I pick and choose my choose my battles and I'm prayerful over it. And I would suggest you do the same. That's just something that I'm telling you uh, after doing this for a while now, uh, it, it's wise because you're going to have a lot of warfare associated with how much you take on and you have to make sure that you're meant to take that on. It's It's even though it's a righteous cause. Look, I can't, there's, there's homelessness in, in the city of Nashville. There's, there's uh, people that need food. There's all different types of things. Do we help in those areas? Sure, we donate to some of the organizations that do help in those areas. Sometimes I'll go out and speak there or you know, do my part to go to a fundraiser or something like that. But ultimately, that's not my, my lane, if you will. I'm not, that's not my call. So although that's happening and I support other people that are doing that and even sometimes get involved, ultimately, I have a different call. So you have different calls and different things and you don't have to, just because you're a public person, or even if you're not a public person, you don't have to weigh in on everything. You don't have to be you know stressed out about everything. You got to learn to just lay some of these things down. And just remember, God is on the throne. He is a, a righteous judge. He knows and sees all. If somebody's done something wrong, they're going to have to deal with him. You think he didn't see it? Of course he saw it. And are they going to have to deal with the fruit of their sin? Yes, because the wages of sin are death. And the Bible says there's nothing that's been done in darkness that won't come to light. What's been done in darkness will come to light. That's what the Bible says. At some point, sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes till the person dies. Sometimes you think it never comes out, but then, you know, 50 years later it comes out. I mean, we just don't know, but it will come out. It will be exposed if somebody's out there and they're a shyster. And so here's the thing. I have people on my other shows, you know, the TV shows and stuff, and you know, we interview people and things like that. And there's a lot of times that I'll have a guest and somebody will say, oh, you don't know about that person. Let me tell you. And they'll, they'll, they'll tell me some things. And, you know, I'll, I don't really like to listen to gossip. I'm just going to be honest. I shut it down. But, you know, if there's something really, you know, important that somebody feels like they need to tell me, I'll listen to what they have to say. But I have to make my own determination because if I relied on what everybody says about everybody, I have no guests and I'd have no friends. And basically, I'd just be a lone ranger because I couldn't really align with anybody out there because every one of my dearest and closest friends have detractors. Many of them have a platform and followers and things like that. And so there's people that don't like them, just like there's people that don't like me. Listen, I understand there's people that don't like me. They don't like some of the things I've said. They don't like the way I look. They don't like the way I talk. They don't like where I'm from. I don't know, something. Something that they don't like. Ah, that guy. I don't like that guy. That, you have every right not to like me. I tell people, test the spirits. If you don't like me, that's fine. But I'm going to continue to do what God's called me to do, and I'm going to love you. I'm bless you. Doesn't mean I'm going to like you. Doesn't mean I'm going to hang out with you. But I'll bless you and I'll love you in Christ. And am I perfect? No, I'm not. But I try my best to to do that and to hold to that standard because that's what the Bible says to do. So I understand you. You've been hurt. So this is where it starts. A lot of times, you know, somebody's been hurt. They've seen a lot of injustice, real injustice, um, and so because of their experiences or things that they've read or people that they're listening to, they start getting this anger. Now, if it's a righteous anger, I understand. I have a righteous anger right now for the, for the injustice and the things that we're seeing in this world. I have a righteous anger against the drag queen story hours. I have a righteous anger against the infringement on our rights and freedoms. I have a righteous anger about what's going on in Ukraine. And the fact that this administration is just absolutely spending millions and millions of dollars, where's that money going? You know, I mean, there's so many things. I could talk about the border. I could talk about how this administration is just depleting our military, depleting our strategical, uh, strategic reserve of oil, which is meant to, to help us in a time of, of need. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're making us very vulnerable on many different levels for attack. So yeah, all these things are concerning. They're egregious. I mean, listen, we have missionary friends in parts of the world like Australia and Taiwan and, uh, you know, Japan, and they're, they're sounding alarm. Philippines, Philippines, my friends in the Philippines are telling me that there's Chinese warships right off their coast. And they say that China is flexing their muscle all in that in that Asia, Asia Pacific region. It's very egregious. So you know, we know about these things. I know about how this administration is trying to push us into a war. And that probably Biden is, is more likely working for China's interests than for ours. We know all these things, and so I could sit and live in that place because I am very awake, and yes, these things are happening, but there has to be a time in my day. Listen to me, friends. There has to be a time in my day where I lay those things down and I'm present in the moment. There has to be a time in my day where I worship and I have the joy and the peace in my heart knowing that no matter what happens in this world, that my God has overcome the world, that he created the world, uh, there's a scripture in, in Lamentations, it says, My soul is is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. <laughs> Interesting, right? Uh, happiness disappears when turmoil enters the scene. But the Holy Spirit supernaturally gives us great and lasting joy even when we face affliction. In 2 Corinthians 8, 1-2, through it says, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God. That has been given among the churches of Macedonia for in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. In the English standard version of the Bible, the words joy or rejoice or joyful appear a total of 430 times compared with happy or happiness, which appears only 10 times. Joy is lasting. And it satisfies the heart in a unique and marvelous way. Joy is a uh, characteristic of God's people found in his presence. You know, uh, Christian joy flows from the realizing our position in Christ, who you are in him and what he's done for you. And so I want to talk for the next few minutes about lasting joy. Sorrow and suffering will pass, but joy continues in the spite of hardship eternal joy is promised to those uh, who come in the name of the lord and when we do it lasts when we fill ourselves with the holy spirit and the presence of the most high god it is lasting joy it is joy unspeakable it is joy in the hard times it is joy when when people are persecuting you it is joy when your finances aren't there it's joy when your marriage is on the rocks it's joy when you have a health related problem and you're crying out to God, but you can find the peace and the rest by going into the presence of the Most High God and being in the Spirit. And this is why we need to be in the Spirit. You know, Psalm uh, 35 says this, Psalm 30, verse 5, it says, For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, In Romans 5, 1 through 5, it says this, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we've also obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Friends, the critical spirit will not show the joy, will not show the peace, will not show the rest, will not show the fruit of the spirit. We're gonna get into the fruit of the spirit in just a minute. The critical spirit is always looking for offense. It's a spirit of offense. So what you may have started off on the right course, but be, you became awakened, that's great. I believe the Lord awakened you. But then it turned to anger, and I'm not talking about a righteous anger. I'm talking about anger, anger. I'm talking about bitterness and anger, and it it, it festered inside of you. It just festered, and it kept festering, and, it, and it's now grown to the point where anybody that you see preaching or doing anything, you say, oh, but they're not real. Oh, but they're this. Oh, but they're that. And, and you found a, a place in your heart now where you're bitter. You've let bitterness take root. And I understand it it actually started from righteousness. you you had a righteous anger, you saw uh, egregious things happening. you you actually had an experience that was a bad experience. and you're right, it was. But see, we can spiral out of control and we can become super critical because of our hurt, or we can allow the Lord to fight our battles. He's a just judge. You know the the Bible literally says that he he goes before us. He fights our battles. That's right. He is our defense. We shall not be moved. Do you let him be your defense? Do you let the Lord defend you or do you feel like you have to defend yourself? There's other people out there that feel like they have to be the enforcer. you're like the Christian police. you know, oh my gosh, that person's sitting. I'm gonna I'm gonna punish them. Don't you think God can do that better than you? And then when you get all invested in it, what do you become? You become an accuser, you become bitter. Uh, you get all wrapped up in it, you're distracted. Is that really your job to enforce that? Do you have to be the hand of God or can God be the hand of God? I'm just asking some questions right now. I'm not saying that we don't expose. I'm not saying there's not a time that you go out and you share and you expose somebody. I mean, that you can do that. But I see people that have made it like they're day. It's like you look at their social media presence and you think, would anybody that's in the world want their version of Christianity? I wouldn't. And that's where we have to be careful. This critical spirit is rising up in many people. And unfortunately, it's causing people to be turned off to Christianity. We got to be careful with this. Where are we living? Are we are we focusing on what's pure, what's holy, what's righteous, what's just? Are we allowing the Lord to be that peace that passes understanding? Do we have joy and rest? Something to think about, right? Okay, listen, we'll be right back. We're going to finish this uh, conversation up. Don't go away. We're almost done. Pastor Todd.org. Right back. They'll leave the over room. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconado show. So thankful that you're here. Hope you're getting something out of this. We're going to pray in a few minutes here. For you and with you about this subject, and if you've allowed the critical spirit to take root in your heart, now uh, I'm going to read a couple of posts that I put up uh, the other day here because I just think that some of these things we got to think about. So here's one: I said, if you're a non-believer, would I want to listen to you know more about Jesus? If this, so I said, if I was a non-believer, would I want to listen to more about Jesus? If a I saw people constantly bickering and infighting online and correcting each other on social media with critical spirits who are negative about almost everything and everyone. Or B, because I saw someone with constant joy and peace even in the middle of their challenges and who operate in the love in their interactions, the love of Christ. And I would want what they have. I tell people, remember the amount of people who read all of our posts is many. What is our online testimony sharing to those who need Christ the most? Very important. What are we sharing with people in the world? Are we sharing with them that we're angry, that we're bitter? Or are we sharing them the peace that passes understanding? Uh, God's grace is on my heart. Let me read this. One day ago, God's grace is on my heart. I've been shown much grace by the Lord. Not everything is black and white. While salvation is, you're either in or out, once saved, it doesn't require, I mean, it does require grace. That's what we're saved by grace, not by works. Thank God for that, by the way. Grace is the ability to overlook our faults and failures as humans in a fallen world, as well as at the faults and failures of others, and yet reconcile them with the ability to look through the lens of God's love and mercy. This is the only way we can possibly ever love our enemies, as the Bible instructs us to do. People are valuable and important to God, all people. And while we still should be wise and cautious in how we operate, love requires grace and mercy. Without grace and mercy, I would not be here. Too much is given, much is required. I was forgiven of much, and so I forgive much. Don't leave out the important ingredients of grace. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Can somebody say it louder in the back of the room? I mean, seriously, what what are people that are out there in the world watching the Christians, watching us, what is it that they are seeing coming from us, from, from our social media presence? What are they seeing coming from us, from, from the things that we put out publicly or the, our actions, you know, our actions showing that we're actually Christians? Are we known by our love? Because that's what the Bible says, you're known by your love. In fact, let me read the fruit of the Spirit. I think it's important that we just remind ourselves sometimes what the fruit Of the spirit is. What does the Bible say is the fruit? Because we're known by our fruit. You know, you're known by your fruit. So what is the fruit, right? Well, the fruit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against those things, there's no law. In other words, that's what God wants you to be. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have love. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to be kind. Some people think that just being kind is Christian. No, you can be kind and be on your way to hell. But you can be, you can be, um, you know, walking in all these things and have a relationship with Jesus, and you could be a bright light. You could, you could get people saved and set free and healed and delivered. And people watch you. They watch us. They watch me. They watch how we interact. They watch how we respond to people. They, they watch if we're if we're mean spirited, if we're rude. So they watch these things. They want to see is this person the real deal? And they, by the way, they've been burned. So they're, they're trying to find real. So we have to be the change. So don't be critical. Okay, don't be that critical person that's critical of everything. Find what's good. Yes, there's a time to speak out. Yes, there's a time to, if the Lord puts something on your heart, I remember when they had that um, uh, 50 Shades of Grey movie that came out. We did a whole campaign, No Gray, No Way. You know, and we were out there warning people, don't go see that. It's a horrible uh, movie that's coming out. I mean, at the time, that was like a big deal, you know now it's like that probably would be not even such a big deal because there's just so much horrible stuff. But at the time, that was a big deal. And we, we did a whole campaign. We did commercials about it and everything. No gray, no way, because we thought it was it was teaching young people the wrong uh, way. It, that's not what love in Christ is. It was an evil form of love. It was Satan's form of love. It was lust. It was lust, and it was, it was all di- different types of things that, that was not of God. And so we came out and we, we, we figured at that time that was something that we should do. So look, there's going to be causes and things where the Lord does have you speak out. But, but don't be, don't make it every day of your life, everything, like everything that's out there, you got to pick and choose your battles, my friend. And when you, when you see somebody that grieves you, you know, hold them at arm's length. You know, you don't have to be their buddy. You don't have to be their best friend. But if there's somebody that, you know, you do interact with, but you're a little bit concerned about them or you're not sure, you don't have to be best friends with them. You can you can hold them at arm's length or pray from that, pray for them from afar if you have to. That's fine. But just remember though too, there is an element of grace because you know, when we when we get walking with the Lord sometimes and our life starts going pretty good or you know we're pretty solid in our walk, then you know it's really easy to then point the finger. Well, what about that person? They're not solid in their walk. Well, yeah. I mean, the Bible says you know, look, don't be focused on the speck in someone else's eye when you got a plank in your own. But a lot of people feel like well they got it all figured out. Everything's figured out. Listen, I'll tell you this. A long time ago, I, I learned this from a mentor. And they said, the minute that you think you have ministry figured out or your walk with Christ figured out, you better get on your face because we will never have it figured out. We got to be teachable until the day that we die. Always teachable. You know, submit yourselves to one another. That's what the Bible says. Be submitted. People are against being submitted now because they've been burned. Yes, I understand there's bad people that take advantage, that manipulate you, that control you, but not everybody's like that. You can find a remnant person in your life that it, I know some remnant people that are amazing mentors that love me and only want to see good for my life. They have no ulterior motive. You can find people like that. They're out there. We're supposed to be accountable. We're supposed to be able to, to share things with trusted individuals in our life. It's important. It's a, it's a very important part of our walk, actually. We got to make sure that we do that, friends, because this is where a lot of people get caught up. So the critical spirit, make sure you're not walking in a critical spirit. It's a, it's a symptom of the truth movement that, that can sometimes get go array. It could go into the extreme of, even though it started off good because you're a watchman and you're awake and all of a sudden you're bitter and you become critical of everything. Don't do that. Don't make sure that you have healing or you get healing for the things that, that have hurt your heart. Make sure that that's what deliverance and healing is about. It's it's getting rid of that excess baggage. So don't be critical. Find a place of rest and peace that you can only do by having a a lifestyle of worship, having a two-way conversation with the Lord every day of your life, having a real walk with Jesus, trusting God with all your heart, being filled with the Holy Spirit. These are the things we need to do. And we can have joy and peace in the middle of turbulent times. We can have joy and peace in the middle of a very crazy world. We we Listen, is, I was burned so many times and the Lord said, you got to trust again, Todd. Lord, it's so hard to trust. I know, but you got to trust. And, he, and, and so he restored my ability to trust people. Even though I, I trust, but I verify like Reagan, you know. But hey, test the spirits. It's okay to be wise in the way you walk. You don't have to just let somebody in or everybody in all the time but don't put up such big walls around you that you don't let anybody in. Be the change. Don't be critical spirit. Don't don't have that critical spirit. Don't be offended by everything. Don't look for what you can be offended. Don't try to find the bad. If you try to find the bad in every person, you're gonna find it because no person's perfect. Lord, I just thank you for every person on here right now. I pray that everybody would get the message today and that they would have the peace that passes understanding. You'd give them joy and rest that they get closer with you in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you, Todd.org. Join us for Sunday service. We bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. If you're listening to this, you're listening to the podcast version of the show. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but we got a space here in Nashville. We're going to be moving in probably late April, and then our first service will be in May on the 5th at this new location, uh, which is in Gallatin, Tennessee. So, very exciting, but we need chairs, we need uh, all different types of equipment, we need, you know, so the the need is high right now, and uh, I don't have a congregation in there yet to to help support these needs. So, uh, you guys are really the ones that are supporting this whole effort to have the very first Remnant Revival Center, which will be here in Nashville, Tennessee, opening up probably May 5th. So if you're able to support this ministry, we really appreciate you. If you could become a partner, uh, we have, like I said, a lot of different things that we need to do to get this whole thing working. I can't wait once it's there. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, but, you know, we just, we need your help. So please, if you feel led, go to pastortod.org and just find the donate button there or you can go to toddcoconato.com slash give. And uh, we thank you so much for your prayers. This is such an answer to prayer. I'm still kind of in awe uh, of God. He's so good. And uh, I can't even wait till this next season just to see all the things that God's going to do. So we love you. We bless you. And uh, of course, every week we have the Sunday service. And that's not going anywhere. The Sunday service where many people from all over the world tune in. So we love you guys. Uh, See you next week. God bless.